Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are agents with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. It is an exciting day today. Fun-filled, action-packed, star-studded, and yeah, it's it's it is a good day. That's right. Okay, so yesterday we totally forgot to drop the name of who took down our tree, and that was Cut Above. A Cut Above Tree Service. Yeah, they did an, a very excellent job. Looked at it this morning. So again, these are pre-recorded. We did the first hour last night, and so today is Wednesday. And took a look at the the area, and you couldn't even tell that they had a tree drop in the area. Well, except we have a stump. We do have the stump. We've got the first grade smile going on in our backyard. It is very obvious that there is a missing tree because I think this tree is like maybe a third of the tree line. It's not that bad. I mean, it was a hefty tree. It was a hefty tree. But we've got like 50 other trees next to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the tree like next to it doesn't have any branches on it. So it looks very bare, but cut above. They did a very excellent job. They went way above and beyond what I was even really expecting them to do. So great job. So we need to give a shout out to them. We've had some good experience with uh, tree remo- removal the last couple of years. Yes. Which is really my only experience with tree removal. So had our, our landscaper do the last one because it was so very simple. It was it was an easy takedown. I just didn't want to do it myself. Right. And then discard everything. Mm-hmm. And then this one now, you know, the lightning strike tree. But like we had mentioned, we were going to have, you know, professionals come out and kind of give us some advice and start taking down, you know, trees or at least deadfall and Right. And he did suggest, you know, the smaller ones. He's like, you know, those are very easy for you guys to do on your mm-hmm. own. Um, walked him through how to cut down a tree. And he's like, yeah, you got this. You know what you're doing. He goes, take down the little ones, these taller ones. Yeah, just give us a call and we'd be happy to come back and, you know, slowly start taking them out. So definitely the ones that can hit the house Mm -hmm. do want to have a professional come through and take down. Yeah. Because a couple of months ago, you got yourself a chainsaw. I did. And I've yet to play with it. So one of these weekends. We got a couple busy weekends coming up here. We've got the Pumpkin Fest coming up on the second, and so going to be there. So maybe on the third, after church, maybe I'll take a chainsaw and cut down some of these smaller trees. So as y'all are listening to this, go ahead, drive by the hacienda, and uh, watch Carrie and her helmet and chainsaw whack down some trees. Yeah, and it's very important that again, safety first. I really do believe in safety. I do like minimal safety when I do things. You know, I do believe in the ear protection and the face guards so that way nothing comes up. You know, we'll have the long sleeve shirts on and also long pair of pants too, just to help minimize situations. And of course, we always recommend dedicated safety glasses, right. steel-toed boots, and chainsaw chaps. Right. Because so, the majority of the injuries with chainsaw is with kickback and mm-hmm. lower extremities. Right. And we have not been to the emergency room in quite a long time. Right, we're we're planning on keeping it that way. Yes. So it's just going to be, you know, like I said, I do believe in safety. You need to make sure that you have the safety equipment out there and and be not only out, but actually being used. So I don't know. I cut with my dad all those years and all he always had was his helmet and his his face shield and the earmuffs that, I mean, it was like a three in one type of thing. So Mm -hmm. that's all he ever used. And so, I mean, it was good enough for dad. It should be good enough for his daughter. Well, we have advancements in technology now. Yes, very much so. Times are changing. We can roll with it. I can. What else do we have going on? Um, Very exciting show, remember? I know. Very exciting show. Uh, We were going to be talking about the market. So I do want to jump into that. So that way uh, all of our listeners can kind of get an idea of what's going on as far as this uh, Wednesday afternoon on the 29th. So it is also my sister's birthday today. So I know that's gonna be record. It's gonna be played on Sunday, but a big shout shout out there to Mel Church. You know, happy birthday! And I hope today was really fun for you. So a big shout out to you, Mel. I hope everything is all great up there in the Medford area. 
Did she go to Nakusa as well? She did go to Nakusa as well. Mm-hmm. So we're all graduates of Nakusa High. And she is the older sister? She is the oldest. Oldest. Probably the most wisest one, too, out of all of us. Well. Yeah, I would go with most wisest. Okay. She can catch a fish. There you go. And she's okay with touching the fish after she catches it. So that's where she gets the most props. Fantastic. So what about the market? Okay, so back to the market. So again, you know, if we look at the Wisconsin Rapids area, we're looking at that greater Wisconsin Rapids area. So it's Port, Nakusa, parts of Rome. Saratoga. Saratoga, Kellner, Seneca, Grant, the city of Rapids, Grand Rapids. When we talk about that greater Wisconsin Rapids area, we're looking at 51 homes in all price ranges. That are currently active. Currently active. We could go see right now. And write an offer. And write an offer. That that is kind of the end goal is to put offers on the table and get them accepted. That very much is the end goal. And then get them closed. And that is the biggest part of of real estate is getting to that closing table. So what about prices? All right. So like we said, we're going to kind of break down the price ranges again. So if we're looking for that under $100,000, we've got 17 homes available. All right. Which is pretty, pretty darn good. I think uh, having that many homes in that price range is pretty awesome. I know there are some... Uh, rental investors who mm-hmm. are looking to get out of their rental properties. And many of those fall in the under 100000 Right. So our first, I'm going to do kind of a little, this 100000 we're going to break this down a little bit into some sort of price point. So if we're mm-hmm. looking at under $60,000, we have got five homes available, which is not bad. Um, so then once we start breaking up from that, uh, from the 60 and up, there's a small little break until we hit 83,000. Okay. So from 60 to 83,000, we don't have anything, but once we hit 83,000, we definitely have some very excellent choices of those first beginner homes, those starter homes to, to look at. I know I'm going to be curious about doing investment properties here in the future. So I'm keeping an eye on, you know, just what type of houses are coming in, in the under $110,000. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity here. Okay, so we're going to break this down to that 100. 100 to maybe 130? I'm thinking 130 is a good good little chunk here because we're looking at 12 homes. So, on a $30,000 price swing here, we've got the 12 homes. I was almost going to say 13. Um. So a lot of good, again, really good choices of homes. So one of the um, kind of fancy mortgage calculators that we have in our um, MLS program, it, it's it's kind of neat. There's other functions that we can do instead of just looking up homes. And it it's kind of a mortgage affordability calculator that we have. And so I was plugging in some numbers the other day and figuring that taxes on a lot of these homes in the about $120,000 range. Mm-hmm. Um, taxes will be about two grand, depending yep. where you are. Could be a little bit more, a little bit less. Uh, home insurance is usually about 600 a year, depending on how you insure the property, of course. And I think I did uh, $35 a month for PMI, just for kicks. So what they do is they uh, calculates about, or due to approximately like 28% of your income uh, with the then PITI, so those other things that are escrowed into, so the whole kit and caboodle. Um, It doesn't really take into account your other liabilities, like if you have a truck payment or credit cards. Okay. Um, But you you can add those in there. So I just did it with just the straight uh, property, as if you didn't have a credit card or did not have a vehicle expense. And um, the way that calculator worked out was, I think I put in like $35,000 a year annual income, which is still pretty reasonable for this area and could possibly qualify for some rural development loans as well. So kind of like, you know, where the government, uh, I don't want to say poverty level is, but that's what they call it. 
you know, so we're in the developing area, which is great. And I think a lot of people have the ability to make about 35000 a year. Mm-hmm. And according to that calculator, you'd be qualified for roughly 117000 That's so, not too bad. And and it's amazing just um, a couple thousand dollars more or less really swings it. So 30000 uh, it was qualifying for about a hundred thousand dollar loan and forty thousand was like a hundred and eighty, hundred and seventy. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of goes toward how much can you save ahead of time to get your your down payment. You don't necessarily need a lot of down payment money ahead of time, but it always helps to bring down your mortgaged amount. Well, and too, there's always, you know, some good Payment plus or down payment plus programs where if you mm-hmm. bring two thousand to the table, it can turn into four. If you bring in three, it turns into six thousand dollars. So there's a lot of great programs to talk to your lender about. Is you know, can I qualify this? Can I get some more help with that down payment? So again, if you don't ask, they don't know that that's what they need to talk to you about. Right, and like we we always coach is talk to your lender first. You know, have a person to talk with. Mm-hmm. Um, just like insurance, you know, have an insurance person, uh, have a lender. And if you can have a conversation with the lender and really nail down, well, maybe I should wait because I can save up a little bit more, which would be beneficial to me. Or, wow, I really don't have to wait because I have enough. You know, or what type of loans and rates you qualify for, you know, maybe waiting a few months to get a credit score up, you know, all, all those things. Oh, and I was running the numbers on a calculator at about 3.8%. Okay. Which is fairly normal for what today's market is. Mm-hmm. But with good credit, you might be getting less. Who knows? Very true. Okay. So back to our, our homes on the market available. All right. So again, you know, homes on the market, we got 12 homes in that between $100 and $4,000 all the way up to basically one thirty. So great opportunities here to go see some very nice homes. So how about over 130? All right. So if we looked at over 130. So it'd be probably maybe 220? Or do you want to do a $100,000 spread? Well, I want to get to, mm-hmm. I'm going to go up to, to 175. Okay. So well, between that 130 and 175, and that's a nice, that's a nice range to... Sure. And what is it giving us? Okay. It's only giving us three. All right. So let's kind of take a look at what we got. So again, starting at, you know, 135 all the way up to 145. So a decent spread. So again, if we are looking at a house, it might be coming on the market in that $160,000 range. Everybody who's in that price range is going to be jumping in on this house. That's where those homes come on the market and they're off the market so quick is because there's nothing in that in that price range. So if I do have $160,000 to spend and there's nothing there, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until something does come up in that mark in that range and then when it comes on, it's going to come off right away. Right. That's where you need to be kind of on the game of when you get that phone call of hey, something came on the market in your price range, it's almost a let's go see it right now. Mm-hmm. And be able to look at it and go, yeah, this is the house for me. Or you know what? No, I got to keep looking. So just a few options in that price range. So mm-hmm. what do we have over the top of that? All right. So. Because then it starts getting fairly sporadic. Right. So we're going to do that 175. On up. I think I still got to break her down. Okay. Let's go to two. Let's go to 250. Okay, so between that 175 and 250, we're looking at six homes. Okay. So starting off at 199. So again, like we just said, the last one was at 135. I think it was 135. And then there were three homes between that and 175. Right. So but now- there's nothing between 175 or that 150 and 170 and 199, basically. So between 150,000 and 199. There's zero homes available. So not a lot of competition. Not a lot of competition. So that's where, you know, if your house is priced right and ready to go, you know, let's get in there. Let's get get it listed because it will go very quickly. That's where we can kind of look at the market and go, wow, that's a void. 
So yes, your house at 175, this is going to sell fairly quickly because there's no other competition out there. Mm-hmm. So let's get the house ready. Let's get it to that quality of where it needs to be at that price range because buyers are now doing the, I'm not going to overpay for something. So, you know, kind of having us come in there and tell you which, what we need to do is going to be key. So yeah, between uh, 199 and 240, basically, we've got six homes. That's still pretty good. Yeah. And that's not a terribly large price spread as, as the system goes. No, and we've got some of them got some acreage to it. Some of it is just a, an average lot in the town of Grand Rapids. So we've got some city lots in there too. So again, a nice good spread of, you know what, I want to have some acreage and I can spend this, this kind of money. Let's take a look at things. Okay. So how about uh, above that price range? So now we can go above that because, all right. So from 250 on up, we're looking at 13. Okay. So if you look at what's populated, are there uh, clusters? Or are they just kind of evenly spaced out? They're about evenly spaced out. Um, We're looking in that 270, starting off in that 270 range. So again, we've got a little bit of break between that 250 to the first house that's available. We do have a little bit of a break. And then it's just probably about every $20,000 is when we have the next home. So we've got a nice little twenty thousand dollars spread. We got two homes in one price range, a break of twenty thousand, and another two homes in the next bracket. So definitely has some opportunities out there. Okay, what are the most expensive ones? Because those are always fun. Well, the most expensive we have on the market right now in the Rapids area is going to be for five hundred and forty nine thousand nine hundred. So just about a half million. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's plenty of options. Um, Of course, as you get up in price range, your location is going to be um, desirable, usually. Mm -hmm. So either, you know, like lakefront or Or some other amenity, right? Or it's going to have land. Or a a good size number of bedrooms, Mm -hmm. you know, large house. Usually those are the the three, but um, are the three types of amenities, I guess, for the uh, above $300,000 house. Yeah, so we've got a lot of things going on here in the Rapids area. Okay, anything else with the market in front of you? Um, No, now I'm just kind of clicking around of homes that just came on the market fairly recently and want to take a look at them just to see what we've got going on and really nice opportunities here. So I have some numbers. All right. Because I like numbers. You do. And the Wisconsin Realtors Association posts housing statistics and you don't have to be a a WRA member to look at these. They're all, you know, like freebies online, whatnot. So they have August housing numbers and we can kind of compare because their chart goes all the way back to 2007. Okay. So you can really get a feel for like number of home sales and median price for quite a few years now. Um, 14, 15 years, something like that. 14 years. So in August, just a month ago, we had 8,958 houses sold in the state, or at least closed in August, which is the highest this year, but not the highest on record. So the last couple of years, so uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, all had some months that were over that number, or over the 8,900. Um, and actually in 2017, June had 10,394. Oh, wow. That's a lot of Wisconsinites moving. Right. But for the, for the last couple of years, right about that 8,500, almost 9,000 is, is normal for June, July, and August. So that's good to see. We're kind of going back to uh, a normal span of uh, homes on the market i'm just quickly looking seeing patterns going back even into 2015 so the last four or five years you know we're starting to now get back into those trends mm-hmm. and i think that's that's our instinct when we look at our mls and homes that are coming on the market and kind of how fast they're going out we're, we're starting to feel like it's getting back to uh, 
2016, 2017, you know, 2018. And really that because, you know, that one month there in 2017, over 10,000 houses sold, you know, these crazy housing conditions. I mean, it's been brewing for a few years. Mm-hmm. All right. So median price in the state. This one's interesting. Like I said, I, I pick up on patterns just glancing over the thing. So in August, $250,000 was the median price in the state. Okay. Which was the same as July. And only slightly less than June. And then we taper off. Um, March and April were about $230,000. Uh, 210 in January. And interestingly, November and December of last year were about $220,000. So the $250,000 that we saw in August, uh, it's not a record high. But as a generality, looking back in the past couple of years especially, um, it's a general increase. So we're, we're still steadily increasing prices, but they're not jumping huge amounts and actually, it, looking back, it's 2015, let's just start with that. Um, the average price for the year was 155000 Okay. In 2016, was 164000 2017, was 172 Then 184 198 Last year, was 220 and right now we're running about 240 as year-to-date um, median averages. Okay. So they're jumping a little bit, or I should say they're increasing a little bit, but they're not jumping leaps and bounds. Um, actually, back in 2011, there was a significant dip. So the years before that, uh, 2007, Let's start out with that. That average median price was 168,000, then 160,000, then 148, 142 in 2010. 2011 was 131. Okay. That was the lowest that we've seen. 133, 143,000, 147, 155. And like I said, 164, 172, 184, 198, 220, and 240 currently. So one of the things that I always say is here in our more rural central Wisconsin market, the trends of the country tend to lag behind. Mm -hmm. So as the country sort of did a housing bubble burst in 2008, 2009, we didn't see that until 2011. Right. And that's what really caused a different housing a niche right now with the pandemic because everybody did the same thing at the same time. It wasn't a delayed reaction like we normally see. But, but those, those numbers currently, I mean, we're steadily increasing in prices as we should. And everybody who's um, looking at the market on a national scale, um, looking at articles from Yahoo Finance and Realtor.com and whatnot, they're all saying that this is going to be a trend that, again, we keep steadily rising. We might plateau a little bit. So, you know, instead of a twenty dollars or $30,000 median price jump, it might only be three or 5000 Okay. You know, and we're seeing that in, in our local numbers, too, a little bit. You know, because for our staff meetings, we always, you know, kind of run through that at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. So we've been seeing, what, 13 16% price increases but they're starting to settle down. So we might get back to the 4% increase, 5% increase. A lot of numbers. It is. Okay, so just to kind of finish out that thought, here in Wood County, um, because the WRA only has um, a count as far as the county level. Okay. And then we can go into, you know, if anybody's curious, give us a message, and we can really delve into our local sales numbers as well because we can get that information and really you know do we want to compare 
Rapids to Port Edwards to Nakusa or group them together so we can do a lot of things locally here with our MLS data. All right. So the WRA numbers for Wood County in August, we had 109 houses sold, which is about right for the, uh, the past couple of years here in the middle of the year. So again, we see. It doesn't feel like the middle of the year. Well, this was the June, July, August numbers. Oh, okay. And and like we know, those those numbers are contracts that have started a month or two before. Mm-hmm. So they just closed in the middle of the year. Um, and that is obviously a trend where people write the contracts because they're looking at houses in the springtime. Okay. Yeah. So we had 109 sold. In July was 111. And in June was 108. So we were pretty normal. Um, let's see our year-to-date averages. We look back in 2017 was a very active year overall, with uh, over a thousand sold in the um, excuse me across the year, not not an average, but a total. Um, it was over a thousand houses sold in Wood County. In 2018 was just under that. At nine ninety nine, then eight ninety five, nine forty nine last year, and so far this year we're at six seventy seven. So being the year's half over with, we're about on pace, on par for what we have been the last couple of years. All right, go Wood County. Yeah. Um, looking back overall, we did have the dip in twenty eleven, back to only five hundred and seventy houses sold. So it was comparable to the rest of the state as well. We can look at median price and yep, same thing as the state. August and July, we were both the same. It was $175,000 was the median sale price for the county. And that was a trend up. Um, Looks like just glancing around, those were the highest median prices that we have, yep, yep, that we have on record since 2007. Okay. So individual month. So housing is very, very strong in Wood County. Um, Jared likes to talk about affordability, and I kind of mentioned that with the affordability calculator. So an income that could afford a $175,000 house isn't terribly much. I think uh, when I was plugging it in, it was like forty five, forty eight thousand. Gross income. Okay. Which is still pretty reasonable for an, an average um, workforce, labor sort of a job. Depends where you are, of course. Very true. And then if it's a multiple income family, which most uh, multiple person family has multiple income streams. So that would also help that your overall income come in. And I mean, basic numbers, because there's a lot of minutia that goes into exactly how much you can afford. But looking at general numbers, affordability is still very much there. Mm-hmm. Um, these, of course, are a little bit skewed because um, increased prices in the luxury market. I could say, you know, like lake homes and stuff like that, they're becoming more active as being bought and sold. Um, years past, we didn't have as much activity with the lake house or recreation sort of housing. Um, but certainly we've seen with the pandemic, people are buying lake houses, you know, buying the uh, around the golfing areas and stuff like that. So even up in the ridges, uh, that that sort of subdivision next to the golf course, mm-hmm. we hadn't seen a lot of movement there. But now we've seen a, a number of houses move through that, even through our office. Very true. So it's exciting to see the numbers are looking good because they're not looking terribly high and they're trending in a normal pattern. So housing remains strong here. Excellent. Sounds good. So that's the synopsis of housing in our market in central Wisconsin. So, of course, if anybody has questions, go ahead, throw us an email at myrapidsradio at gmail.com. And if you're Wanting to look for houses around, head over to MyRapids.com as well. All right. So what else we got going? Well, we've got our stage styled and blogged. 
Well, did we see some houses on on tour? Oh today? yeah, we did. Um, we got to bring up. I got to refresh my memory here. Okay. Because we went to go see four homes today. Yeah, I didn't. I was out on, on uh, projects with a client, but you were you were looking at houses today. I was looking at homes today. And it was exciting. Some of them are, are coming on the market straight away. And some are a little bit on the delayed side. Right. All right. So we went on tour. We got to see four lovely homes today. Um, so one I really want to talk about is going to be the house on Apricot Street. And that one is a story and a half home. Okay. It's only a two bedroom, but don't count it out because it is like super cool. It's got that nice little rustic feel to it, like the cabin in the woods in the middle of the city. So the two bedrooms are... Upstairs. Both upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them are upstairs. Um, It's got this... When you walk in, like, their front door, I would assume it's the front door. Um, But when you walk in the front door, there's a little little mudroom that is like the coolest little Western mudroom that you could ever have. Okay. And then when you come into the living room, they've got the little hand railing, just like as if you're going to like latch up your horse. It's got like that, the hitching post okay. in the living room. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, it's very nicely done. So, I mean, um, it just has like a small little wall, like a knee wall, but it's an open knee wall into that living room. So really neat. The kitchen is very rustic. It's got the wainscoting ceiling. Okay, I'm not sure if it's really wainscoting ceiling. Like like a car siding tongue and groove sort of deal? No, 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 no. I took a picture of it because I know that, you know, everybody on the radio can now look at my phone and go, oh, that's what she's talking about. Right, leaning closer. Yeah, leaning lean- very close. Oh, um, coffered ceiling. There you go. So it, it's got the faux beams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like really cool. So it's got, it's lit, but it's got the kind of the softer see-through paneling translucent panels there we go and the main four or the four the center four has got some nice little looks almost like it's a stained glass window okay so it's like super cool this is like my type of ceiling kitchen it's very 1980s ceiling kitchen but it's really nice it's nicely done and it works really well with the house of how they chose the colors and everything else yet too so tons of storage in this house Built-in storage, built-in curio cabinets all over the place. It is just a wonderful little home. That's excellent. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And now it's got a full basement. The basement, and we called it a little bit of a maze. So it's got rooms and there's a little hallway that leads to the next room. And it it's unique enough where it's like, yeah, you got to go see this house because it's really neat. And definitely want to show this one off. Excellent. So y'all better look at that. I know they're going to be posting on the Coto Banker Seawards Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the MLS. So if you're curious directly, you know, give us a call and we can set up a showing and get you over there. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat to to go see that one. Cool. So yeah, that's our, our home that we saw on tour that we're going to highlight this week. Excellent. So on to the Styled and Sold blog. Stage styled and sold. What do you think? I'm thinking it's time. Okay. I got it pulled up. Excellent. So from the National Association of Realtors, this blog post is about staging by Patty Stern. And it's why staging matters even in a seller's market. Because it is still a seller's driven market. It is. Um, although it's it's becoming a little bit more neutralized. Like we said, our buyers are are holding out a little bit more. Which is why it matters in such a market still. So she says here, many homes are going under contract the first week that they're listed. And that's what we've seen. And sometimes without any preparation for the market. Still, real estate professionals can't promise sellers their property will stand out and receive the highest offer unless buyers fall in love with the home. That's where staging makes a big difference. In what ways... Does staging capture buyers' hearts for a successful top dollar sale? Let us explain. So a lot of it 
that we're seeing isn't so much changing like entire color schemes, but it's getting in furniture, for instance, that that fits the space mm-hmm. or utilizing the furniture that you have, you know, perhaps a sectional, you take off some of the end sections, it, it can, or taking out the sectional altogether and putting in you know, some lighter chairs. And it, I know color plays like a huge part in this of just even lightening up the room or bringing in a different area rug to highlight something mm-hmm. changes the room completely. I mean, we look at when you we rearrange the furniture in the living room. It's like, oh, wow, the living room is so much bigger. Right. And it, it only works like that in a couple of positions. Mm-hmm. So that's also a challenge. And remember, you're staging a house for how it looks, not how you function in the house normally. Right. Which is kind of a, a mind game to get around. And sometimes this is really good to to do on, you know what, we're put mom and dad are going to be going into an assisted living. So we're going to use some of the furniture that's already there and we're going to restage the house. We're going to use what's there, mm-hmm. but we're just going to rearrange things just a little bit differently so that way people can see, okay, this is where a couch could go or they can start to imagine themselves and their furniture in that space. Right. So keeping it simple. Um, in, in this case, we've also got a picture of before and after of the dining room. Mm-hmm. So lighting is a big factor. They turn on the accent lights compared to the original picture. So that helps, you know, accent things. And then mm-hmm. they placed things in those accent areas. Um, they changed out the globes on the ceiling chandelier. And they swapped out the table and chair set. Yes. You know, now I could see this possibly as, you know, again, the family's looking to sell the, you know, the patriarchal home. And maybe one of the family members brings in their table and chairs that, you know, would fit maybe more modern aesthetic than what you've had in the house for the past 60 years, because that's all you needed in the house. And even some... Some stagers have their own furniture that they're going to bring in. So it all depends upon what you want done. Mm -hmm. And we've worked with stagers before where, you know, what, we're just maybe changing the paint color and using the things that are already in the house and just rearranging a little bit different to this is a vacant home and we bring in all new furniture. Okay. It's not really like new furniture, but we just, every single room is staged or three out of the five rooms are staged with furniture in it. Right. Which we're sometimes sitting on a bed. You may not be sitting on a bed. You could be sitting on a pile of boxes. So be careful with that. You, right. You, usually those stagers put little notices around. That. Yes. So, I so, had to do so an, an open house on a, on a home right? that was staged and the chairs in the living room were just boxes. And so that's where I learned to always bring a chair with me because I couldn't sit on the furniture in the house because it wasn't real furniture. So the... Um, Let's see here at the blog post. Our next comment is help buyers emotionally connect. So staging is about showcasing and engaging move-in ready home that creates an emotional connection with the buyer. Updating decor with on-trend inviting style, particularly in living rooms, master bedrooms, kitchens, dining rooms can make a memorable impression. Once the buyer is engaged, They'll be more committed and possibly willing to increase their offer. You know, really getting that that connection of, I I want this, I'm going to pay more for it. And they may be less likely to change their minds at the last minute or ask for concessions. Um, So they they offer two pictures here, kind of a before and after. And it's really the the same room. They adjusted the paint color a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the color change happened when they took out the curtains. The curtains, right? Um, drapery, especially on a large bank of windows, such as the one here illustrated, mm-hmm. um, it really caused it to look dated more so than it actually is. Um, and then also the the pictures, the stuff on the walls. So changing up that uh, from colorful palette to more of a neutral color tone. Um, then they kept most of the, the the same furniture, but like you said, they swapped out a rug. And that was, you know, a smaller rug really shown off the hardwood floors, or excuse me, the, the, the wood floors. 
um, brought in a couple plants and rearranged some lamps. Mm-hmm. So it could be just that simple and, and not really cost a lot, but it would make a big impact. Ooh, okay, another one. So increase perceived value. So okay. again, a home is not worth what it's worth. It's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Very true. So here it says, with staging, you minimize the negatives and accentuate the positives of a property to make the best impression. Start by decluttering and depersonalizing. Remove potential distractions. Then add a coat of neutral wall color to brighten the space. Remove dated window treatments and strategically arrange furniture, uh, primarily by removing bulky pieces. These simple updates will help play the home's unique features and increase the perceived value. More than a quarter of buyers are more willing to overlook property faults if a home is staged according to uh, the National Association of Realtors 2021 profile of home staging. See here, um, staging is also very easy to help the photographer. That's the next category is create quality online images to pique interest. So getting a professional photographer in, which um, us, we always do. We always do. And the staging is, is a lot of, uh, a lot can help with that. So if you've got the big bulky furniture, especially in the living room, then the photographer can't get the camera in to capture the, uh, you know, maybe the wood floors or the big stone fireplace, mm-hmm. you know, especially in all of its glory because you got furniture in the way. Yeah. I mean, that oversized furniture is great. There's a time and place for it. But when we come to selling, it can be a turnoff because now the rooms look so much smaller because the furniture is so large. And it could be cozy and great to live with, but helping make your home look the best that it can is really the primary goal Mm -hmm. when you're selling. Um, I, I like this bottom photo of before and after. One um, looks like a hotel room beforehand. But like a uh, a red roof in, you know, yeah. not, not like a super quality boutique hotel, more of the next to the truck stop hotel. Right. So taking down the drapes, swapping those out with something sheer. I don't even know if they repainted the room. That could just be. It really could just be the, the original color. Right. But having the proper photography really, you know, using a bigger lens. So you can see more of the room in the same photo, mm-hmm. focusing on, um, in this case, built-in wall shelves, you know, and then they stage it with some simple furniture and it look to uh, become like an office. Right. Instead of having half of a plant in the photo, half of another window, and it looks like a dehumidifier in the other corner. Yeah, it kind of does. Right. And then color is always a big thing. So having the photos represent what the actual color of the room is, is very important. And that's one of the things I pride myself on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So staging is definitely worth the investment. Um, whether we get in a professional stager or you, you really have the ability yourself to step back and say, let's just move some things around and a little bit of paint here and a little bit of fluffing there. So thanks to uh, Patty Stern for this good article this week all right i do like this uh this blog it is quite nice it does have a lot of great information as far as you know us as agents walking into a home to help get it sold a little bit quicker faster and for more more funds Mm -hmm. and then also too hopefully you as the listeners you can go okay well maybe i want to try to apply some of this to my everyday living maybe uh, i do need to change up that living room so that way it looks a little bit more welcoming and enjoying Right. And we've got plenty of, you know, furniture stores and I want, don't want to call them knickknack stores, but the uh, home accessories, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, plenty of those. And each of those professionals are, are more than happy to help, um, especially if you've got a design idea in your mind, you know, they can help make it come true and, and fit the space that you're living in. Right. Very exciting. Anything else for this episode? We're coming kind of close to the end of the hour. Yeah, it is. We're getting we're getting close here to the end. 
So looking at, you know, these staged and styled sort of tips and tricks, if someone's curious about getting their home on the market, mm-hmm. what, you know, we haven't talked about kind of that process in a while. So we've got a couple of minutes. Why don't we run through that real quick? Excellent. Great idea. So what would happen? So we're going to pretend Ben is selling his home, which he's really not, but we're going to use this as a good example of this. So Ben gives me a call and says, Hey, Carrie, I'm just kind of curious about my home. You know, how do I do this? And we're going to come out to the house, either myself or Ben, you're going to be joining me. It's depending upon work schedules and stuff like that. But for sure, I'm going to be coming out to take a look at your home. And when I get there, first things that I like to do is get a tour of the home. You know, walk me through the home, show me all the rooms. You know, I'm going to peek in all the closets. Don't worry. It's just a peek just to see what the closet is about. You know, what kind of shelving unit is there? Is it a coat rack? Is it a coat system? That sort of thing. So if there's a closet that you know, as soon as I open it, it's just going to like everything fall out. Just warn us that that's probably not or caution needs to be used. Um, we've, We've done that where we've opened up a hallway closet and it is shoved full of so much stuff that, you know, the TV trays fall out. So just, you know, kind of warn us that, you know, it's a little cluttered. You don't have to worry about cleaning your house. So the house does not have to be spotless or anything like that. And you're just going to show us, show us a home. Tell us the stories. We want to hear about, you know, at Christmas time, this is the corner that we use for the Christmas tree or Thanksgiving. This is how we do. We fit 20 people in the home. You know, explain to me the home. I'm going to want to look at the panel, the electrical panel. I don't know much about electrical panels. I just know how to recognize whether or not it's a 100 amp or a 200 amp panel. Breakers versus fuses. Right. That's all I'm going to be looking at. I'm not going to, I don't know any more than that, but I just want to be able to see what kind of panel you have. And then the same thing with the hot water heater and the furnace. You know, is it an electric or is it gas? Is it a wood burning furnace? You know, what's special about, you know, is a fuel oil? What do we got going on? So I get a great tour of the home. And then we also tour the outside. So if you've got a couple buildings, we're going to want to go in all the buildings. And again, show us around. Tell us the stories. If there are no stories and it's just a, here's a shed, we put stuff in it. That's okay. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and usually end up at the kitchen table for some reason. Because it's the heart of the home. It is. Although we did do a few things on the bed of the truck. So we've. It's it's gone either way, but we usually at the end is when we're going to go over our steps. Mm-hmm. And I always have a blue folder with me, and that's going to be your your folder to kind of keep track of. So in there is always a letter from from you and I of the different steps. So that way, if you're kind of curious of where you are in this, you can literally just use it as a checklist and go, hey, I completed step one. We're on to two. This is what should be happening in two or in three or in four, that sort of thing. So we kind of created this little bit of a checklist for you to understand and reflect back on. And then we're also going to be giving you the listing contract. So we we fill out the listing contract right there, right then? Oh, no, no, no. So we always, I hand it to you so that way you have something to read over. You know, here's the contract. I always tell everyone, don't fill it out because it's my favorite part of the job, is to fill out the forms. I love the paperwork. I love the forms. But I want you to be able to read it, and that way if you have questions about things, that way you can formulate those questions. So when we meet back in about a week, you can go, okay, Carrie, I was a little confused about this part of the contract. Can you explain this a little bit more? So we'll go over the contract just a little bit. We'll highlight some good points that, hey, I just want you to think about. And so, we go through, what else do we go through? Well, you tell me what the price of my home is. Oh, no, we don't tell you the price of the home. Not after the first visit. The only reason why we don't do it the first visit is because I want to see what the house is. I want to see the inside of the home. Because if I came there and I looked at you and I did the, oh, hey, 
yeah, price out your home. We can, we're going to sell it for 100000 And that's my thought ready walking into your property is this is a $100,000 home. And I get there and I find out that you have marble flooring. You have granite countertops. You have really did an extensive job of redoing the basement. And I'm going, I misjudged this home. So I want to be able to walk into a home completely judge-free and be able to look at it and then go back to the office and then start doing those comps of looking at the home and going, hey, you know what, for something with a marble flooring, with the granite countertops, this is what the price point we really need to be in. So that way it's more accurate versus a knee-jerk reaction of going, oh, hey, we can sell your home for 250000 and coming to find out we really should be in that $100,000 price range. So we don't want to be off in our numbers. We want to be able to, I want to be able to come and say, hey, I just want to see your home. I want to go back and I want to do my research and I want to do my homework just so that way I get you the current, correct, accurate amount to list your home. Because we're going to compare it to homes that had already sold on the market and also what is currently available on the market mm-hmm. because the market is what drives the price. Right. And then we can price it correctly. So yeah, then, we'll, then we'll meet a second time and yeah, go we're gonna, over the, the, the prices. And, the prices we're going to have, you know, if we listed for X, this is the profit that you could walk away with. You know, we can talk about those numbers as far as, you know, what. Maybe you need to have a little bit more for the next house, or maybe it's just, you know, I just need to break even. I just need to unload it because I'm moving away and I just, I don't need to make any more money on this. So we, we have those conversations, what your needs are and what, what your goal is in selling the home. And we talk about, about the market and then we talk about the price. And the price might be more than what you think. So if right. you're curious, go ahead, give us a call. What's your phone number? It is 715-323-2577. And like always, if you're looking for um, properties in the area, what's you know currently listed, head over to myrapids.com and check that out. All right. Sounds good. Well, you all have a great Central Wisconsin day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.